Welcome to Tucson New Thought. I've given a lot of thought to that song in the last 24 hours. And, you know, some of it seems a little not quite in alignment with what we teach. The, the, the main thing is, uh, we're, all of it under, we're all of us under its spell. We know that it's probably magic. And the reason I say that, that we don't necessarily uh, align ourselves with that concept is because we don't believe in magic, right? We believe in truth. We teach truth here. We teach that everything that comes, like I said, everything that comes into our experience, everything that we experience is the expression of an infinite truth that is moving through our mind. And it's not magic. So if we want to create the lives we would like to create, which is our prerogative, there's nothing magic about it. We just need to allow ourselves to be in alignment with the infinite spiritual truth. But maybe we should call spiritual truth magic because in some ways, doesn't that feel good to know like, oh, there's that thing within each and every one of us, that magical aspect of being that is within each and every one of us. And as we align ourselves more and more and more with it, life gets better. Life gets better. And it asks this question, an interesting question right at the end of the song. Have you been, ha- have you been fast asleep? And have you heard voices? I've heard them calling my name. There is a knower, a knower, K-O-W, K-N-O-W-E-R, a knower, not a knower, a knower, (laughs) that is within each and every one of us. Sometimes we mistake that knowingness for something else. We, we, We have this inner voice. And sometimes we call it imagination. Sometimes we call it inspiration. Sometimes we call it instinct. But here's what I like to know, is that when I'm totally rooted in my sense of spiritual truth, when I am absolutely in alignment with the divine flow, that knowingness, that knower within is intuition. And it is always guiding me in perfect harmony with the way I would like my life to be. And that's why... Not every thought we have, not every, individual, not every single thought we have creates because sometimes those thoughts pop into our mind and they're not in alignment with the deeper knowingness within each and every one of us. The deeper knowingness, that intuitive knowingness is always going to create, always, always, always. So part of the process, part of the action of practicality in spiritual practice is to absolutely address that which is below the level of our active knowingness, because that's the thing that's always, always churning out the expression of our lives. What is this inner voice calling us to be? That's the big question that I have today. What is this inner voice calling us to be? It is that thing that is causing us to seek. And the thing that is causing us to seek is that which we have been seeking. Think about that. Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection. This month is all about creation. This month is all about cultivating creativity, that creative spirit at the core of our hearts. 
And so here's what I would like to start with is, <laughs> even though I've been talking now for 10 minutes, here's what I would like to start with is this question. What does it mean to be creative? Thinking. Thinking, okay. Being able to manifest what's in our thoughts. Being able to manifest what's in our thoughts. Okay. Allowing. Allowing, Allowing. okay. Any other thoughts on what does it mean to be creative? Be in the flow. To be in the flow. Curiosity. Curiosity. Openness. Feeling. Feeling. Ooh, you've had a good one for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, but there's something, you just said be in the flow. Be in the flow. That's what it means to be creative to you. Yes? Are we creative when we're not in the flow? Yeah. Ah, yes, we are, right? So what, 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 where do you want to be in the process of creation? Do you want to be in the flow or working against the flow? Right? Because we're always creative. We are creative 100% of the time. Do you believe that you are creative? Yes. 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 Do you believe that you are artistic? Yes. yes. Not autistic, artistic. <laughs> but if both, totally fine. Because sometimes I think we get confused between the concept of artistry and creativity. We think that artistry is the only way to express creativity, and it's not. Living a great life, whether you are an artist of some sort, is a creative, is a creative uh, way of being. We are constantly, constantly creating. So I think that even within that, each and every one of us are artists. Whether you actively engage in artistic endeavors or what we consider to be artistic endeavors, each and every one of us are artists. An artist is a person who practices any of the various creative arts. Now, most people will go to arts, right? Oh, I'm going to be a painter. I'm going to be a sculptor. I'm going to be a singer. I'm going to be a dancer. I'm going to be involved in the arts. But I don't think that arts is the word that we should be looking at. We should be looking at the word creative. We are each of us artists because each and every one of us is creative. All thought is creative. Therefore, you are creative. So now that we've established that you are an artist, I would like to bring up this idea. Every artist, Emerson says, was at first an amateur. Early in the study of new thought, I had to work to make things happen. Now, those of you who may have been in this philosophy for a while may be able to recall back to those days, those early days. when Caressa oh, and I also were in uh, practitioner studies together. Back in the early days of practitioner studies, and even like the prerequisite courses to becoming a practitioner of, of this philosophy, one of the first things you, you learn is the process of prayer, the process of spiritual mind treatment. And the purpose of spiritual mind treatment is allowing an avenue through our own minds by which something in the world of form may happen. And so we learn a method of prayer, five steps, and we believe we are the ones doing the creating. And so we work at it, right? We, and, and the first thing we learn, what's the first thing we learn, Caressa? Uh, <laughs> so many of them. 
<laughs> right? Well, the one that, I, that always comes to mind for me is we learn how to create parking spaces. Oh, yes. <laughs> Especially because we were in L.A., Parking is at a premium in Los Angeles, so you learn how to create a parking space. One, two, three, four, five, and so it is, right? And I'm like, oh, I've got this parking space thing down. Good. Now I can move on to the next thing. I want more money. One, two, three, four, five, and so it is. I want better relationships. One, two, three, four, five, and so it is. I'm saying counting to five because there are five steps of spiritual mind treatment or affirmative prayer. But here's what can happen sometimes is we can work so hard and we're working at it and we're working at it and we're working at it that actually what we're doing is we're coercing the law into doing something for us. And the minute we let go of that coercion, because it's not in alignment with the infinite flow of truth at the core of our being, then whatever we have created dissipates. So I found it very easy to create money in my life. And, the, and I would hold on to it. I was like, oh, I've got money. I'm going to make money, right? And the minute that I'm like, oh, and I, am, and I go back to that place of alignment where I had an inner belief at one time in my life that it was, it was a good thing. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a lovely thing to live in poverty. So that was a core belief that I held for a while. I held the core belief of being a starving artist, a starving actor. And so what do I experience? I experience the life of being a starving actor. When I can't maintain the things that I have created, I may have become a critical thinker in my life, a, a critic in my own life. I begin to think, oh, this, this new thought stuff, this science of mind stuff, it doesn't work. Because I created it, but where did it go? I let that inner critic sabotage my good rather than going to that place of deeper understanding and knowing that I, at the core of my being, am the one who is always, always flowing forth in creation. Because what I was focused on was the stuff out there and not that which is in here. And so that's the next step. That's the next step. It's not about the stuff out there. It's about the fundamental premise of who I am right here, right here. You know, I say all the time that the stuff out there is just that. It's stuff. It is the effect of a causative mind. And it reflects in exacting perfection my consciousness, my beliefs. So early on, I learned that I was the creator of my life. At least so I thought. I thought I was creating it. But I'm not. I wasn't creating it. I was in co-creation process with the infinite. And the more I have embodied that idea and approached it from a point of view of love, that's when the stuff out there begins to show up and stay. I wasn't always like this. I wasn't always this magnificent spiritual being you see before you. <laughs> Trust me, if you think I'm on a pedestal, knock me off of it real fast. In 2003, hmm, I worked on a production of a musical called Cabaret. You saw that, didn't you? Yeah. Who Does anyone here know that show? Yeah, Cabaret, right? Um, in this production, I played Bobby. Do you know the character of Bobby? You probably don't. It's a pretty minor uh, role. In, so Bobby, in the, in the show, is one of the Kit Kat boys. He's one of the dancers, right? 
And there's a very brief scene where Bobby ha uh, comes and he puts the moves on Cliff, uh, and you find out that they've actually had an affair. Uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. <coughs> it was also at this time is the only time in my life that I have tried or ever will try to be platinum blonde. <laughs> Not a good look for me. So Bobby, this character was... <sighs> okay, so just going to put it out there. Bobby was a male prostitute with a love of cocaine and gin. <laughs> Clearly, this was typecasting. <laughs> and this production was very involved. We, well, I'll tell you, the, the rehearsal process for this production, we really got into it. We had a lot of fun playing out this other life, right? One of the things that we would do as part of the show is we would have what they call a green show. And you know what a green show is. A green show in theater is basically where before the curtain, the characters from the play interact with the audience. And so because it takes place in the Kit Kat Club, a cabaret in 19, uh, 1920s, 1930s Berlin, uh, we would come out as the entertainment, and because I was a prostitute who loved gin and cocaine, uh, one of the things that I would work to is um, get my fix and find people in the audience that would spank me. <laughs> we would mingle in the lobby in character, and I would work very hard going around, you know, putting the moves on people and, you know asking them to spank me because, well, I wasn't going to invite them in the back because that would have been maybe a step too far. So, but since my character was a prostitute, I will leave to your imaginations the type of conversations that I would have with the patrons of the theater. I will tell you I was quite surprised at the number of uh, purportedly straight men who were there on dates with women who were really actively excited to spank me. <laughs> What does all of this mean? It's like, what? <laughs> where, is, where is he going with this? Here's where I'm going with this. I was absolutely out of my comfort zone. I was absolutely out of my comfort zone in that experience. But here's what I came to, and the point of this really is this, that I would begin each show with this mantra. It's all about the experience. It's all about the experience. Just because I temporarily lived this life on stage does not mean that I had to carry it home with me and live it in any other aspect of my life. It's all about the experience. Remembering that experience is so much fun. I, at, at the age of 30, because it's 16 years ago, at the age of 30, I was truly able to just absolutely abandon all inhibitions and experience life from the point of view of the character in a very different way. I mean, let's face it. The whole point of the show, well, part of the point of the show is to uh, ask this very question, what good is sitting alone in your room? <laughs> right? I think that's part of the reason that I wanted to be an actor in the first place, because I had this artistic drive within me. And that was a creative outlet for this artistic drive. I wanted to live a life that I thought was exciting. 
And what I have come to realize since then is that I don't need, I don't actively need that to live an exciting life. It is a great tool. And I look forward to the day when I go back to utilizing that tool to engage some excitement in my life. But this is so much more exciting for me now in so many ways. That excitement, what I realize now is that it's all my choice because it is all in alignment with that inner knower, that inner knower, that inner intuitive knower within that is always creating. Cabaret was a great experiment for me. I was challenged, I rose to the occasion, and I learned from that experience that it is indeed all about the experience. So to what degree are you actively engaged in experiencing your own life as a creator? And what holds you back? What holds you back? Fear. All right, so on that topic, do you mind telling, telling everyone what you told me this morning? Yeah. Okay. Anita's going uh, <laughs> to... I said, oh... Um, I was telling Jonathan how excited I am to be singing here because at our last center, I started off in fear. There were two women there, one of whom is a semi-professional. She now has a CD, and she, her music is played on Empower Radio, and someone else who, like the first person, has a diva voice. I do not have a diva voice. <laughs> I have a pure, clear, magicals, blend-in voice. I'm not a diva. So I started off feeling inadequate, like I shouldn't sing here because I'm not as good as they are. I don't have that voice, so I'm not as good. So what ended up happening was that over time, I got more self-conscious, which made me feel like I wasn't singing as well, which made me more self-conscious. And I eventually developed crippling stage fright about singing in front of anybody. So what's nice, what I figured out this morning is I have no competition here yet. <laughs> Ever. I'm it. So for now, I'd like, uh, I there's no one for me to be intimidated by who's gotten up there and sung better than I have first. It's all me right now. So I feel I'm very much within my comfort zone doing this. And as we grow and other people come in and sing, have the diva voice that I don't, I'm affirming that by then I will be so comfortable doing this that it won't make any difference to me. But I, I created this whole downward spiral and crash at this other place out of fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's super easy to let fear be the creator in our lives. I let fear be a creator in my life too at various points. There were times when I wanted to like give up the path to ministry because I was letting fear overtake me but I can't imagine myself now doing anything else. And it's because what I chose to do is exactly what Anita has done, which is to say, I know who I am. I'm going to be the conscious creator of my life. Here's the deal. You being here, you being in this environment is no mistake. You attracted this because this is something that is at the core of your soul to be done. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna encourage you to get rid of the yet Well, there was a point at which you said yet. Yes, when you said there's no competition yet. There is never any competition in God, ever. There is only you 
and your expression, your magnificent expression as God. Can I add one more thing? Please, yeah. Okay. So the, the other piece of this is the underlying part that has gotten me to where I am in my life is when I was starting my second divorce, I focused very heavily on a future, on having a life, generating the presence of a life where I was in an extraordinary relationship and I had a spiritual family and a place where I could sing. I was very clear about this. And I've been, that's been a driving force for a long time. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks when you have to go through what you go through to get to where you want to get. It is all good. But in the experience of it, it can it feel really sucky. <laughs> right? But that's it. It's all about the experience. The flow of life, the flow of being a creator is not always in a positive way, but it's always going to be for our highest and best good. So we can be the critic and remove ourselves from the active process of creation and just allow life to show up willy-nilly. We can be an active creator. We can also be a critical creator, which is what I would say happened there. I have my sense of self being not criticized by anything out there, but by going into that inner critic in my own mind. I could very easily have not given the magnificent performances, Bobby, that I gave had I gone into that place of being an inner critic and letting the critical creator hinder the flow. This is a great lesson for each and every one of us. We, I think it is time for each and every one of us to let go of being a critical creator and always acting out of reaction and acting from proaction and becoming a conscious creator of what we would like to experience. And the way we do that is by engaging the practical tools. Can you trust and believe that? Can you live your entire life that way? I'm talking all of it. Is there any hesitation in your, in your mind right in this moment? Yes. Check in with that. There, I see no's, I see yeses. Just check in with that. Check in with that. Life is about living. Huh. Right? <laughs> Life is about living. There is no destination. You know, early on I was like, oh, I'm going to be a minister. That's going to be the destination. And then I become licensed as a minister, and I'm like, oh, this is just the beginning. There is no destination. There is only the continued flow of experience. There is no predetermination. We get to create our lives in exactly the way we would like to create our lives. It's all about the expression, the experience, and evolution of the divine, which is, which is each and every one of us, the energetic creative core of each and every one of us. So on Wednesday, Carrymon took us through, those of us who are here for Wednesday meditation, oh, took us through uh, a guidance to having a conversation with our inner mentor. It was wonderful. Do you mind if I tell them a little bit about what happens? So we go on a journey in a meditative state, and as part of the journey, we project ourselves 20 years into the future, and 20 years in the future, we meet ourselves with that age, but ourselves now with the age of 20 years. Am I explaining it okay? Yeah, it's kind of... You're meeting yourself in 20 years, and you're allowing yourself to have a conversation and an experience with your 20-year-older self. And that 
20-year-older self has a message. And you have, full, you, have, you have the full capacity to listen to the message and take it or reject it, frankly. But I'll tell you, I got something. I got something. And it actually harkens back to a time in my life where I was able to coordinate ministry and the expression of spirit with artistry and my life as an actor and a singer. And that's the thing that I feel like I'm really missing now. I love ministry, but I think it's time for me to take this ministry in a direction that allows that type of artistry to come through. And that's what my mentor was telling me. You need to bring the creative arts more into this thing called ministry. And so there are going to be some shifts and changes. And I'm so excited because I've got some ideas in mind about what I would like to present as part of this community's spiritual experience. Number one, I'm going to, I have to look at the calendar, but I'm going to revitalize a workshop and I'm going to put it out there for free. But I'm going to revitalize a workshop called Discovering Your Undiscovered Genius. Oh, so <laughs> the other thing is your mentor gives you a gift. It was a very interesting gift. My mentor gave me a Tony Award. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I welcome that. Um, not that I need the accolades, because here's the thing. I know who I am, and the accolades are lovely, and I've won awards, and I have had nominations for awards. In fact, Elizabeth Rex. I was nominated for an award for Elizabeth Rex for doing sound design. Yeah. <laughs> you threw me off for a second there. It's okay. But one of the things that I'm looking forward to is, is, is offering this Discovering Your Undiscovered Genius workshop, and it's finding your authentic self through theater. Through theater, through the, through, the, through the skills that we learn as theater artists when we learn skills as theater artists. But it's all about not the character, but finding yourself and bringing your authentic self to the surface and the core of your beingness and your expression in life. Um, we're also going to do a thing, I've talked about it before, called Sing It Up, which is a community chorus, a community sing event. We're going to, I'm working on, I've talked to Nadia, uh, who is looking like she's going to play guitar for that event, and um, we'll work that. Just keep an eye out for those details. Anyway, I've, I've gotten off track telling you all the things I want to do. Here's the deal. I said it's all about expression, experience, and evolution of the divine. You get to make the choice. 100% of the time, you get to make the choice about what that expression is for you. Ernest Holmes wrote this, every act in the life of the individual is such that an individual may express himself. The entire, our entire purpose for being here now is to express ourselves. So in what way are you going to express yourself today? I have a call to each and every one of you today. Try something new this week. Try something new. Try something that you maybe have thought about, oh, my, maybe something that's like, I'd like to do that someday. Go out and do it this week. Try something new. Break through the confines of your comfort zone and see what is on the other side of that limitation. If you find yourself making excuses... I am the king of making excuses. Rethink the excuse, feel the fear, and do it anyway. Do it anyway. 
You are the person who, dis- who gets to be the conscious creator of your life. That is an inherent truth that we all can carry with us from this time and this place. And here's the good news. Now that you know, you can't not know. Namaste. Thank you for listening. Visit TucsonNewThought.org for updates on everything that's happening at the center. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Tucson New Thought. Namaste.